Okay, welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This is program number 46. And Aretti's here. Hey. And uh, what are we going to do this week, Aretti? Well, I thought it'd be interesting to get some of the people on the Urban Guru posting site having their say about what they think this is about. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But you've already arranged this, haven't you? I have indeed. All right. So who are we going to talk to? Well, there's Dan, and there's Chemo, and there's Morgan. Dan the man, Chemo the... What is he? What is Chemo? (laughs) He's a very unusual guy, isn't he? He is. He's very funny. And Morgan. Is Morgan a woman or a man? No, Morgan is a man. Because there was a big question mark over that. Okay, so you've lined up these guys. Yes. So who are we going to call first? I think we should call Dan first. All right, well, press the buttons. Okay. Hello? Yes, hi, Dan. Hi, Rati. Could you just hold on a moment, Dan? I'm going to try and get chemo on the line. Hey, hi. Is that Chemo? Yeah, hi, Reddy. Uh, hold on a moment and I'll get Morgan on the line. Hello? Morgan. Yeah. Okay, welcome, guys, to the Urban Guru Cafe. Uh, so, who are you going to talk to first? We've got Dan. Yeah, Dan. Um, Kale, one of our posters on the site, said invalidating others and justifying ourselves serves to strengthen the bars of our conceptual cages. Call it caginess, if you like, he says. Who wants a stronger cage? What do you think about this? How accurate do you think he is in his pointing? This is what's really nice about the Avanguru Cafe, and a lot of people talk about this, because you do get some really nice expressions around it, some very poetic, some very straight, direct. And that's what's really nice, because anyone can talk about it, because no one knows about this. We talk about this thing, this one that's our ultimate reality. No one actually knows it. No one's ever going to get it. But it, there's an expression. And it's almost misleading, I think, that sometimes that there's a person there expressing that. I always think that's a kind of misleading. Because there's a, here there's a body and there are lips moving and there are sounds coming out. And there's the implication that there is someone here that knows this, but there isn't anyone in there. There really isn't. That reminds me of that early program uh, where Bob says in one of his meetings, you know, you can go to any guru in the land 
and he won't allow those devotees to do any pointing. In a kind of a way, what we're doing on the Urban Guru site is replicating the forum as Bob creates it, you know, in his own in his own meetings, in a oh, way. That's a concept. <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, well, that's right. Actually, I remember the very first program, we had a guy out from Holland called Eric who yeah. actually helped us get all the technical details sorted out for the Urban Guru Cafe. Yeah, he was great. He was the one that helped us set up the site. It was interesting to watch him over a few months. He was here for like three months or something, and uh, he really opened up to Bob's message, and he's in that first program. So let's have a listen to that. Because the format is not necessarily the traditional questioning answering, where I put up my hand and ask a question to the teacher, Bob. So that, that does happen as well, but it's what usually evolves is just a, a group conversation or a group discussion even, where everyone responds to everyone. And that's a very new dynamic, which is really nice in the sense that you get with new perspectives. Everyone has their own words that, that they use to actually explain things. But it's also challenging in the sense that you're actually, you're not only invited to ask a question, but you're also invited to actually to share your insights and to share how you see things and how the words that you give it. That is a whole new aspect to it, which is really nice about being at Bob's and different from what I've seen before. Everybody's got a chance to say, to talk about it if they want it. And you can go to any other guru in the country, or so-called guru, I teach you. There is not one of them that let you sit out of the front and have a say. But it has been done here and it can be done again. It's open to anybody to have a go. It's not just what belongs here. So there's no entity here that's claiming it. No entity here that's holding it to ransom. You hang around for another 20 years and you might get it. I'm telling you, it's yours right here, right now. Just a matter of opening up and seeing realising and functioning from that point. to the Urban Guru Cafe and we're talking with Dan, Morgan and Kimo. I've got a question here for you guys. What do you think constitutes a clear pointing? Kimo, what are your thoughts on what constitutes a clear pointing? You have to be clear on a consistent basis and it really doesn't matter how well you point or or, or really anything because you're, you're never going to get away from this reality. One of the things that Gilbert has touched on, which I think is one of his most effective pointings, is that nothing can get behind this awareness. Anything that you can postulate or perceive is an appearance. Mm. You're not an appearance in, in any way, shape, or form. Mm. You can't get your hands on it. Um, even to say, I don't know what it is, it, it just can't be known. All right, well, let's now go to Morgan. What have you got to say on this, Morgan? Any kind of program where something is given for us to do to, you know, reach oneness or achieve wholeness or whatever is really always playing to that idea of the separate individual. Those misconceptions enhance that idea, enhance that feeling of separation. They really don't do any good in any way, shape, or form. 
So to me, it's best just to give it straight. There's lots who consider themselves teachers that are, you know, put a lot of ideas out that describe separate things, you know, describe separation. Um, I don't know. It's just more conceptual divisions, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can think of an example. I kind of don't want to use it no, no, because yeah. I might step on toes a little bit. But there's there's a lot of that that goes on. I mean, one instance that I guess I will go ahead and say is, you know, the Eckhart Tolle pain body concept. Mm -hmm. um, that not only is there a separate physical body, but there is also, you know, whatever components, you know. But there's also this pain body, which is another division to believe in, to, you know, it kind of just reinforces that idea of separation even more. Um, you know, yep. but it, it, it could be anything, you know, in spiritual circles, obviously, there is the idea of the chakras. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a bunch of separate centers, you know, or there's the idea of the physical body, the mental body, you know, the astral body, just all these divisions that get made, mm -hmm. you know, when if we look directly at our experience, what what is seen is space in which everything appears. And how about you, Dan? What have you got to say on this? I think we can use these words like the eye is, is an idea or the eye is, uh, you know, is, is a thought. I think this whole thing about being an entity is a certain scene or a kind of dream. I don't want to give too much credence to it or anything. I'll say it's more powerful, but it's, it tends to be a little bit more embodied. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a real energy. It's, there's a real energy behind the individual and it's patterning as an individual. And it's kind of there as, until it isn't, until it kind of dissipates or falls away. So I think there's something a little bit more tangible about the entity than, than just giving it a thought. I think what often happens is that people maybe use the point that it's a thought or it's an idea because they want to kind of brush it aside very quickly mm -hmm. or they don't want to allow the seeker to give it too much attention. But in a way, this is almost, I think, not really that helpful because it really is, it really does feel really a lot stronger than that and embodied. So, and if you look into that, you can kind of see, well, it's not really just the thought because it's actually a little bit, you know, it's, so there's a real energy behind that and it's a real energy of anxiety and a real energy of, of attaining and getting and owning um, so it's a little bit more than that, really, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. And there's nothing really that can be done because it's not really there. You know, I mean, it's, 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 that's, I mean that sounds a bit contradictory, but it's not. But there isn't really anything that you can do because it is, there is no, the, the bottom line is there isn't any, there is no you. And that's it. And so there isn't anything that you can do. And we can really um, reinforce the you the more you try, you know. What's he talking about, reinforcing? If there's no you, how can I be reinforced? Yeah, but it's the same principle. That's Tony Parsons crap. Yeah, but it's the same principle with Bob. I mean, Bob says, look to see if there is a you. Well, who is there to look? It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but if there's it falls nothing, away if, by itself. If there's nothing you can do, why doesn't everybody just go home? <laughs> Leave me alone, for Christ's sake. Jesus. But the fact is that both of these styles are pointing to exactly the same thing. It's like with Douglas Harding, you know. Like Douglas Harding hasn't got a head. Who wants to know what he thinks? <laughs> he hasn't got a head. But see, Douglas's style is different again. You know, it just depends on what resonates with you, I think. Actually, Douglas Harding hasn't got a body either. He died. <laughs> Remember? But who died, though? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get serious. Actually, what do you reckon, Morgan? 
<laughs> Not long ago, you know, I was going into the back catalog on y'all's website, and I came across the Catherine Harding, um, you know, interviews, and you know her experiments. And I did the Douglas Harding, you know, experiment, um, the basic pointing experiment, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to John Wheeler about it, and I was like, you know, I did that years ago, and it's very obvious what is being pointed at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it and, didn't you know, resonate at the time. Exactly. Well, the mind says this isn't it. Or not, I, don't, I hate to even say the mind, just thought pops up and says this isn't it. This isn't, you know, what it's supposed to be or what it's supposed to be like or whatever. And it keeps looking, you know, and it's usually looking for, I guess, permanent bliss, you know, different kind of spiritual concepts that are thrown out there of how things are supposed to be, you know. Just something hyper real or, you know, better than what's called or labeled mundane reality. You know. Uh, which really, if one just looks at it, was really an amazing thing. obvious that you know this has an impact somehow (laughs) it appears to but who's impacted that's the paradox is that we always make things personal as a seeker you're waiting for this event to happen and the event happens and then there's the post event where the understanding is clear in the moment of recognizing your true nature all these concepts about time and separation dissolve and you know that every event that ever happens is only an appearance but this is speaking of the experience within the appearance well speaking happens what we're all talking about is something that can't be spoken of in the Tao it says Tao that can be spoken is not the true Tao in a way it can't be expressed and yet it is expressing itself as the totality of the appearance and every fraction of the um, manifestation is perfect and absolute in the same instant. There's a fog upon LA And my friends have lost their way We'll be over soon, they say Lost themselves instead. But the mind is time. The mind deals with thoughts and concepts. Mm. And the concept is never it. And any story is going to be of course, time bound. As Bob points out, you know, every story is a fairy tale. It starts with once upon a time. Mm. And people hear this and they miss it. 
but you know like the mind is translating constantly all the time and it's using words that have been learned in the past and so it's actually using impressions from the past to translate this immediacy mm. which can never be described and yet we talk about it and in the moment of true recognition of your own true nature so to speak there's a wordlessness we talk about the natural state the natural state has no words whatsoever it's before language as a child it's there before the language is learned but the natural state is there it's here right now and the words come out of it but the words can never contain the natural state but there's a different quality to life chemo is there anything different okay well has my life really changed no you know i still go to work i, I still have uh certain friends I, I still do i still enjoy my hobbies the guitar this and that but uh w what has gone away I, i'm not worried about the, the afterlife um i'm not worried about finding anything spiritual and then uh when i'm alone and through most of the days the story just isn't important to me. I enjoy hearing other people's stories to a point, but when I'm walking along, there's none of this, uh, well, you know, I can't believe what she did to me. I, I, here's what I need to do. Here's, But on the other hand, I, um, I walk to the shore of the, uh, I'm in Washington, D.C., the Potomac, and uh, can be totally peaceful there. And then uh, I, I saw some gang members the other day and, and uh, kind of uh, cursing and laughing and pushing each other. I didn't particularly enjoy that, I, but I, you know, calmly walked away. Um, I, I didn't look at that and say, oh, you know, how, how, how lovable that uh, life is uh, <laughs> manifesting into this violent um, you know, I must not be there yet. My advice of Kung Fu uh, still hasn't still hasn't come into its own. But uh, you know that that's that's a big catch there. You know, I haven't become I haven't become this. Uh, I, I'm not going up hugging everybody, so something must be wrong. I'm not there yet. But they're missing the message. You never left that place. All this. All this searching is just running around in a darn circle. You're never going to get anywhere. There's no you to get anywhere. You've never, you've never separated from this awareness. And, and it's not that I'm a person who is never separate from awareness. I am none other than what awareness is pointing to. I'm not awareness plus a person or awareness plus a man who has children and a job and finances. It's all a story. And, and what can the story do? Absolutely nothing. The story can only be played in the mind. The story doesn't do anything. It just appears and then it goes away. That's it.
do? Absolutely nothing. The story can only be played in the mind. The story doesn't do anything. It just appears, and then it goes away. That's it. Okay, let's go back to that idea. How can you go back to an idea? <laughs> I mean, what is an idea? It's just an ephemeral thing. How can you go back to an idea? Please, already. Be sensible. <laughs> okay. Exploring that idea about how there is a difference in the quality of life. Yeah. Before but enlightenment, like... chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop water, carry wood. <laughs> Come on. That's it. That's it. Chemo knows about it. He chops water all the time. <laughs> okay. I went down to the beach the other day. I was chopping the waves with a samurai sword. <clears throat> Sorry. We're being serious. But on that point, right, so, you know, people are always going to be talking about this stuff and maybe there is no value to people telling their story when they're pointing but you, stuff. But you try and convince them that their story is of no value. It goes straight to the me concept. Dan, what's your experience of the difference in your life? I mean, for me, basically, one day, just waking up and then everything was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything was all of a sudden okay. Compared to before, that was radical because before it really wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing was really okay. It's almost like there was kind of like pointy, spiky edges to the world. Just turned, turned soft. And it was just, this is fine. And, and it was, it, it really is, I mean, it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it really was a dropping away of all the, the anxiety and attention that was prior to that. And then it was just an open space and there wasn't really any quality to it of, of the opposite. It was just simply, oh. It, the funny thing is, because a lot of people kind of talk about like inquiry and all this sort of stuff. That was a real eye opener because what happened was it was seen that nothing really caused it. Nothing really brings it about which is kind of, it's, it can be really insightful because you kind of see, you can, can see that all the practices and all these things don't really, don't really, don't really bring it about. It's, it's completely uncaused and completely unexpected, really. Since that, there was just like this kind of um, a sense of, oh my God, am I going mad? <laughs> so then there's, there's obviously the kind of like, I need to try and find out what the, all this is about. And then there's, then there's that, that whole kind of like, um, kind of seeking and dropping back into it and trying to figure the whole thing out and then luckily finding someone that actually is talking about something very similar and then realizing that oh you're not mad because <laughs> there is this and then and obviously like finding the urban guru cafe was really helpful as well i can get to sleep i think about the implications of diving into deep and possibly the complications especially at night Kind of sneaking and dropping back into it and trying to figure the whole thing out, and then luckily finding someone that actually is talking about something very similar, and then realizing that oh, you're not mad, because <laughs> there is this, and then and obviously like finding the Urban Guru Cafe was really helpful as well. I think finding the Urban Guru Cafe is really good. I work there every day, but I have trouble finding it because it's in cyberspace. We've got a version on Second Life now, which Randall's taking care of. So if anyone's interested in going there, uh, I think they're going to have meetings or they're having meetings already. I haven't made it there yet because I, I have a problem creating a, an etheric body. You okay. need to have an etheric body to yes, go to Second Life. a virtual body. Yeah, and I think my etheric body has been invaded by a pain body. <laughs> and so it's really painful when I try to get to Second Life. And 
you know, what's wrong with First Life? I think it's interesting, you know, getting people from the comment pages to have a say, so we might get some other people interested in sharing what they have to say about this. to the Urban Guru Cafe. That's it. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia. You come from the land down under where women glow and men chunder. Yeah.